1: You are now listening to WTLB, Digital Broadcast, the only network where you can make real transformation in your life, the Transform You Live Media Broadcast Network. Tell Lexa, hey, play Transform You Live Show or visit TransformUbroadcast.com.
0: Our veterans don't want to go to the private sector. You have more veterans that
2: want to come to the VA, that are appreciative of the care at the VA, and, it, and it's more than just medical care, it's, it's hey, you know, by the way, did you know that you would be eligible for a loan, or uh, for a house, or, hey, um, let's see, let
0: and the energy that's already here for you. Marcus, you put me on here. I think you got a great show. I think you got very smart viewers out there that really appreciate the content kind of you put out there. So I greatly appreciate you taking the time uh, to put me on your show. I would really have a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun every time. All
1: these quote-unquote laws and rules, be able to act freely in, it, in being who you truly are and it was created to be. Now yeah, listen to, a to crazy the Transformers live, live Show. show. For more information, visit TransformViewBroadcast.com. That's transformubroadcast Now it's time to get locked for the Transform you Live Show, the only show that combines spirituality with business and personal development. The only show in the universe where you can make a real transformation in your life. Now it's time to get your mind and your spiritual ready and make way for your folks. Marky hello my people my people this is the transform you live show and i'm marcus hart your host of course and we are back for another fabulous show and we have a very 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 wonderful guest and just i'm just blown away by reading the bio and we had a wonderful conversation right before the show but let me tell you a little bit about her she is best known as an inner wildness guide. she is an expert in the process of self-discovery and personal transformation what a coincidence right <laughs> <laughs> The show is all about transformation and she represents it, and she's the pinnacle of transformation i'm talking about the author herself lucinda balkin hey lucinda how you doing today Hi, so great to be here. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. And just looking at your interview, your, your your bio here, and I'm just, just blown away. Now, I just want to, you know, first start off right away by uh, trying to figure out and get my head around. And I'm sure the audience wants to know, too, what is an inner wildness
2: An Inner Wildness Guide is someone who understands the interior landscape of a human being because we all have an interior, authentic, original nature that makes us unique as individuals, and then there's the nature outside of us, and they mirror each other. So how we feel about the external environment and what we do to it mirrors what we're doing to our interior nature. So I help people navigate uh, inside to understand their true, authentic thoughts, feelings, emotions, issues they need to work on, and the gifts that they're meant to share with the world. I like that. It,
1: you know, and it's, it's real funny because we, we all have gifts. And um, a lot of times, we, we get a little bit real foggy on what our gifts are, and we understand our gifts. And I think what you're doing is, is very you know commendable, and I uh, respect what you're doing. Um, I wanted to talk about your book a little bit, you know, uh, that's what we're really here for. Um, But all that goes together, and I'm going to go back to that. Your book, Confessions of a Bone Woman, Realizing Authentic Wildness in a Civilized World, introduces a concept I'm not sure any of us have ever heard of before. And what exactly is a bone woman?
2: Bone woman is a woman who knows who she is on the inside because... We are spiritual beings having a human experience, and yet the human experience is tangible. We will die at the end of this lifetime, and our body will decompose, but the bones will remain. Think of the, uh, the dinosaurs in the museums. So the bones symbolize our soul, our authenticity, the part of us that will never die. And when I started collecting bones, I didn't know it, I did it because it was, it was a passion. Uh, and i was compelled to do it and it turned out in retrospect i realized i was reclaiming those lost disinherited shamed parts of my inner authentic nature um that had been squished or tamed or shamed right out of me
1: and as i'm looking at your background here I, i do see a few of the collections you have now uh are these artifacts that you have collected over time
2: Yes. It's been about a 20-year journey where, and this is what I talk about in the book, how I learned to transform over and over again. And I started out in the, the mainstream system, doing everything society, family, and media and culture told me would make me happy from working at IBM, getting an MBA, going on diets to be skinny. And then when I was 27, I had a crisis, and I realized that the way I was thinking and feeling on the inside didn't match how I looked on the outside, and I spiraled into a suicidal depression, and that set me, I was able to pull through that with professional support, but it set me on a lifelong journey to understand the deepest meaning of life, and so I have been peeling back the layers of the onion to get at something invisible that wasn't really talked about in my culture or community when I was growing up in this you know 70s and 80s so that when I was around 40 I was at a um buffalo gravesite that was thousands of years old and I I touched a buffalo bone and it it put a surge of electricity through my body that awakened something ancient and primal and after that on hikes I kept seeing animal bones and they fascinated me and I would just collect them it's before the internet and I was had never been that close to a wild animal so it felt like an honor and i was curious about what kind of bone is this i didn't know anything about biology what animal did it come from and how did it die and i just did this on my own without thinking what will people think and without thinking will i make money and that passion grew into a 20-year journey where i eventually built a barn and arranged all the bones as art and that's part of what you're seeing behind me and it's a it's about how i reclaimed Bit by bit, every piece of myself. It was a symbolic journey.
1: Wow, I like that, and and we, you know, are very happy that you are still here with us. And having to, you know, overcome so 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 much, you know, um, so much of that that that, that struggle uh, of like getting out of that that spiral you know, Sometimes it can be very hard for someone to come right up. So I commend you on that as well. And and so it's fair to say that this this was really a big part of just your overall journey, right? So, so how, so how can this help someone else, or, or what would you say to someone who, you know, uh, maybe can really relate to you? They, they're caught up in just the whole, the whole rat race of what society wants to do.
0: Well,
2: I, in my story, I am demonstrating to people another way of being and showing that even though by age twenty-seven. I had achieved the American dream taking care of myself working for IBM, living near the ocean with my girlfriends, driving a Porsche skinny after being on diets. I wasn't happy. So I immersed into a situation and can tell by firsthand experience that isn't the only thing that will make you happy. It's not that that's bad. It just makes you partial and out of balance. And what I realized is I had an inner nature my spiritual self that I need to understand too, my authenticity. So working for IBM and, and accomplishing all these tangible evidence of my self-worth. Um, uh, there was also something invisible inside of me that was, that was a cookie cutting formula formula. There was always something, there was also something authentic and original inside of me. So what I realized is that this invisible authentic essence is your childlike self. It's who you were as a child. Children, if you look at them are so enlivening to be around. They're playful, curious, happy, you know, in, in the best of circumstances, in their natural, original state. And they're doing things because they want to. They're not thinking, well, I make money at this. They're not even really thinking, what will someone think of me? And they're very creative and curious. So I was like that with the bones. So I'm not telling people, go collect bones. That was my modality of playfulness, curiosity, doing it just because. And it connected me to something ancient H&M and primal and some gifts that I have that I had never known that society family culture weren't reflecting back to me. So it was my own journey of digging deep and piece by piece, putting it together. It doesn't happen overnight, but when you can it, connect to a passion or something you did as a child and be that playful, curious self, there's just like a lighted path you can follow and it's enlivening instead of exhausting. Exactly.
1: I like that. <laughs> we, we all can use a lot of that. And it seems like, and, and you know, quoting directly from you also, uh, you know that the world is definitely suffering from a spiritual crisis, and it's looking like we, you know, we all need to tap into, you know, that spiritual side of ourselves and, and, and realize that authenticity that's uh, that's you know, still in within us. So why is that, and and what is the solution to that?
2: Well, we are a society and a culture that for thousands of years have overemphasized this external value and minimized the invisible, saying, "Oh, that's." woo-woo, it's lazy, it's not productive, you can't prove it, and so we're out of balance. And they're both good, um, the human nature and and, and and working hard and getting you know an education, if that's your path, so that you can master survival, otherwise you're gonna die. But you wanna get to that point where you can thrive, and you thrive by connecting with who you are on the inside authentically. It brings you joy and love, it's self-love. So it's a different vibration. The spiritual vibration is really high vibe, pure love, because in the other realm, there's no emotion or duality. But down here as humans, we have a denser vibration. So if we can connect to our soul, our inner authentic self, it's automatically connected to the spiritual realm, which is a higher vibration. And that is the enlivening force, the wild force that doesn't want to be contained. And it's authentic wildness. And it will wake you up and enliven you. And how do you know if you're out of balance or how do you know if you're not connected to your authentic self? You're exhausted, depleted, maybe depressed or even suffering from a mysterious illness or wondering, is there more to life than this? How do you know if you are connected to your authentic self? Well, you're just enlivened. You're just as busy, but you're enlivened because you're doing what you're passionate about. And you're connected to that spiritual realm, which is a higher vibe. And if everybody did that, it would help heal what ails humanity and our planet right now. Because it's a connective spirit that runs through all things.
1: I like that. You, you're really talking my language right now. And I'm um, knowing that you're really talking to someone out there, there's someone who really needs this message and ready to resonate with what I'm saying. So I really appreciate you uh, for that. And um, you come from a real... Uh, truly remarkable you know just background of just things you have done and you don't look that you don't look your age (laughs) so I just gotta I just gotta say that for those who who, who I wish could see you see you in person Um, Lucinda you you have been on some truly wild adventures you know it's fair to say Uh, did you really track wolves and go eye-to-eye with a lion on on the uh, safari in of Africa?
2: I did and you know something interesting When I wrote the book, because I had to be very vulnerable, that's part of healing is to be vulnerable and seen in your fullness, not just your perfect facade. So I wrote my life story, which is my memoir, and had to be vulnerable. And in the process, I had to share stories about maybe my upbringing or my family. And I did not want it to be a tell-all book or to hurt or shame anyone. So I really, really kept it mostly to my story. But there's scenarios that happened which actually seem horrible at the time, but they caused me to evolve. So it's a good thing. I ended up changing all the names and places in my book just so that anybody who was associated with me wouldn't feel so much like the spotlight was on them. And I went wolf tracking in Wisconsin. I say in the book it was Michigan, but it was Wisconsin. (laughs) And it was like a mirror of me tracking myself because the wolf is the emblem of the wild. And yet it was feared and persecuted in the early 1900s and nearly Killed to extinction. Now in California, there were no wolves for 70 years until, actually, on my birthday in 2012, the first wolf crossed the border on my birthday in 2012. (laughs) Actually, 2011. My birthday is right at the end of the year. And then two months later, I went wolf tracking in Wisconsin because I was looking for the wolves, my wild self. I believe everything has meaning and that that outer inner journey mirrors through each other. So by me going tracking wolf, the ultimate emblem of wild, I was looking for who I was on the inside and it was an extraordinary experience to be in the wilderness tracking a wolf. Um, And then I went to Africa because I've always been attracted to indigenous cultures because they have a very cohesive uh, um, circular way of living and they're in integrity and connection and reverence to nature. So I had an opportunity to go travel to Africa and shadow the Sand Bushmen in the Kalahari Desert. Um, and that was an extraordinary experience to, to be integrated into their community and see how they are deeply connected to nature. So they were wild adventures. It was super scary to go. I had never done it. I was a mom. My kids were just about to go to college, and I just wanted to do something wild to shake things up. And that, in turn, connects you with your inner authenticity.
1: I like that, definitely. And you know, you—I uh, I can't help but to go back to just, just look at the you know, at your old, your overall. Transformation uh, process. And, uh, some people will say, well, you know, uh, the transformation can only happen one time, you know, uh, it's a one time event. But you know, what, what do you say to challenge people you may think that, like, well, you only transform one time or are you still here in
2: this reality? Transformation is happening continually, every second, every moment. And when we fight it by constricting ourselves or following the rules or staying in box or fear, we're fighting it. But the whole inner outer mirroring of nature. Everything we need to know is in nature. All the rules of the law of, of the universe are there. So, nature is constantly transforming. The only thing constant in nature is change. I follow the moon, which is you know the sun is always there. It's predictable, with big round circle, so gorgeous. We need it. Yes. The moon is constantly transforming. transforming. And it goes from a crescent moon to a full moon, and then it dies off to a dark sky where you don't even see the moon only to be reborn again so it's that c- perpetual wheel of birth life death rebirth birth life death rebirth which is what I'm constantly doing every month and then every year it's the same thing with spring is like the crescent moon summer is the full moon and then the days get shorter and start to die off in the fall where we harvest the best of the year and start to reflect and review and 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 shed only to germinate in the the darkness of the winter and be reborn in the spring and so uh transformation is constantly happening when you can tap into those cycles and seasons and rhythms and patterns it's healing and transformative because you're getting rid of the old and rebirthing the new and you're constantly moving forward
1: Well, I like that. You know, there's so many people that's so resistant to change uh, nowadays, and uh, there's a lot of people that's very at a very high level or or high state of like anxiety. And um, I'm pretty sure that you know, um, you know all about stress (laughs) having come in from working for IBM, (laughs) so and and then um, undergoing the studies required necessary to to get your MBA. So what would you say or what tips can you give to those who are trying to combat with any grind and anxiety?
2: It does help if you can connect some way inside of yourself. And so that requires, um, you, you, obviously, meditation or breath work. But above and beyond that, sometimes that's hard for people is I like to daydream about my childhood. What did you love to do as a child? And not everybody has the perfect childhood, but we were a child at one point and we did have that original essence. And if you, if it was not allowed or encouraged at all at any point in time in your childhood, it's still in there. So daydream as much as you can about being a child, what made you happy, and get into that state and that feeling in your body through daydreaming. And then you may remember something that you don't do anymore and you want to reclaim that so maybe you painted a lot and your parents said painters can't make any money you need to go be an accountant and so you go to school to be an accountant and you're kind of shamed and suppress that artistic ability that would be a clue for that person to start painting again and don't be thinking oh I got to make money and no just do it like I followed the bones do it because it makes you feel good and it can be small you can start by just coloring with crayons Maybe you were a dancer. Maybe you used to wander and wonder in nature, like I do. It could be there could, there's so many opportunities. Um, so daydreaming is one. Also, opening your senses is really helpful because when you open all your senses sight, sound, hearing, taste, smell, touch those are conduits for getting this energy from nature that I talk about. That will tune us. The vibration from nature that I'm talking about, the transformative, changing wild energy in nature tunes us it connects with who we are on the inside our wildness if we open our sensory channels but we tend to be constricted so even if you live in the city or you're afraid of nature if you could just either imagine nature in your mind's
0: eye or go for a lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
2: lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office Walk in the city, I mean there's pigeons, there's there there are falcons, there is there city parks. Even just fresh air, even looking outside your window, however you want to do it. (laughs) Just open all your senses. What do you see? What do you hear? Do you taste the air? What do you smell? And it can be richer and deeper the more you can do that in nature, where you're just wandering with an open mind what comes up and you'll get signs and clues from the universe it's always speaking to us and then you follow the lighted pest pest steps and then all of a sudden you're you don't feel alone you're like connecting to your inner self you're connecting to a universal force there's messages there's a billboard there's a sign there's an animal there's a license plate and it's a message and you decode it and it's a mystery and you follow it so it's people exercise their body all the time they eat healthy food all the time Spirituality and connecting to your authentic self and loving yourself is also a lifestyle and a way of being. And it's not a one-shot epiphany overnight, I'm changed. Just follow the steps and you're in the process. Nice. I like that. Well, we're talking with Lucinda Balkin, and
1: this is the Transform You Live show. And she's the author of the book, Confessions of a Bone Woman, Realizing Authentic Wildness in a Civilized World. We're going to take a quick water break, and then we're going to come right back and talk back with you. You are now listening to WTLB Digital Broadcast, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is the Transform You Live show. For more information, visit www.transformyoubroadcast.com. That's transform the letter U, broadcast.com. Enjoying the only place where real transformation can happen in your life right now. From IBM to inner-wildness guide, socialite turned bone woman. As a successful Silicon Valley socialite, Lucinda Baltham White had accomplished the opulent American dream, but she felt an emptiness within. After the kids left home, she found herself doing things her society friends would never have believed. White began collecting animal bones, shaping them into art and adoring her home with them. In her number one best selling book, Confessions of a Bone Woman, Realizing Authentic Wildness in a Civilized World, White details her journey into the world of bones. Learn how she made peace with her own inner wildness and how she is now helping others make the same transformation in their lives. Don't forget to check out her book at Amazon.com. Confessions of a Bone Woman, Realizing Authentic Wildness in a Civilized World. Available now on Amazon. Or check out AuthenticWildness.com. AuthenticWildness.com. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hello, my people, my people. Welcome back to the show. And we are having an awesome time. We are talking all about transformation, self-discovery. We talked about some very fantastic things and, and just the, the whole importance of spirituality. And, and, you know, for those who have been with the show for so long, this that is... Something we just truly represent and we embrace on this show. We have a very awesome guest, Lucinda Balkans, with us. And she's the author of the book, Confessions of a Bone Woman Realizing Authentic Wildness in a Civilized World. Truly something, you know, uh, we, we have we, Excuse me, let me rewind that back. <laughs> we want to make sure we do dive into that book uh, and really get to explore more of what she's offering. Uh, so, uh, being that uh, we were talking briefly about uh, just, you know, your, your background and, and where you come from, talk to us a little bit about some of the philosophers or some of the other primary figures that you yet come across to infuse and what you do.
2: Well after I discovered the buffalo bone and started collecting animal bones, I also discovered a metaphysical bookstore and was really guided by my intuition in there to some books that have been life-altering one of them was ted andrews animal speak and i learned to interpret the symbols of these animals that i was finding or the animal the live animal encounters that happened to me something would happen i would go home think about it what was my first Feeling about what it means, then I would dig deeper and read his book to try to unravel the message that the universe was trying to guide me with. So that became huge. Um, and this whole barn that we talked about earlier is just full of animal symbols that have guided me. Because before there were podcasts and workshops and psychologists, uh, our ancestors looked to the animals as their guides. Every person had an animal totem and that would represent your authentic self so that if you knew that animal intimately, understood its behaviors and ways of being, you would understand who you were authentically on the inside. And there's always a dark and a light side of every animal and every human as well. And so to know your shadow and embrace it and balance it with a light is wholeness. So you can learn so much about an animal by aligning with it and studying it as well as interpreting the, the animals and remnants that come to you in your life. So um, Ted Andrews and also Clarissa Pinkola Estes, who I study with still, uh, she wrote Women Who Run With Wolves. And that was a huge awakening for me, as you know, my connection to wolves and the wilderness. And there was one story in particular in her book called La Loba. And it's a myth. And the myth speaks in symbols to your soul. So the soul speaks the language of symbols. And you don't even really have to know what the symbol means. As long as you immerse yourself in symbols and you're open to them, it's going to be speaking to your soul. So you could read a myth, a, a fairy tale, or analyze your dreams, which, which happen in symbols, or read the signs and symbols around you. So this is what mostly I was getting influenced with uh, when, I, when I stepped into that metaphysical bookstore. And La Loba, which is one myth in Clarissa Pinkola's book, Women who run with wolves is about a woman who collects wolf bones. Doesn't stop until she has all three hundred bones. And she lays them out on the table. And then she sings over the bones, and the bone and the wolf begins to flesh out and fur out to the point where it comes alive, goes off the table out into the forest, and jumps over the river, and by the glint of the moonlight, the long hair, the wolf turns into a woman with long hair streaked blonde, brown, red and black so Lalova was reclaiming herself and putting it back together and that's really the archetype that i played out after i was influenced by that 20 years ago and i didn't even know what i was doing so those were two really key influencers in my life definitely i, I like that I mean, it seems though you, you have followed public in that
1: same um particular trend um in terms of like, uh, you know, filling your book with you know the same types of important uh, important symbols, uh, you know, like animals you know, that may come into our lives or the cycles of the world. you know, um, what can these symbols teach those women to watch for them?
2: Good point. Every chapter in my book um, has a shamanic energy because I talk about what's going on in my life and how I either am or am not aligned with nature, and. Most chapters have an animal that informed me in that stage of my life. So anybody who loves animals and symbolism will like the book Above and Beyond My Life Story to get into how I worked with animals and how the symbols informed me and the moon and the seasons. Uh, But the symbols are so important because we are suffering from a spiritual crisis. People want to get into touch with who they are authentically in the inside. And it's hard to do sometimes. It's hard to go against society, family, and culture and tangible evidence. So if we can connect with the symbols and the signs around us, we're getting in dialogue with our soul, with the spiritual realm. And that, number one, helps you understand who you are. It guides you and informs you how to move forward in life. And it connects you to the spiritual realm, which does two things. Number one, when you connect to the spiritual realm this way, you, feel, you don't feel lonely anymore. All of a sudden you're in dialogue, looking at these signs and symbols all around you. It can be a number, a billboard, an animal, a bone, so many different types of symbols. You're connecting with them, you're open to them, you're trying to be a detective and interpret them. And now you're not feeling lonely anymore. Why is it that we have so many friends, big families, lots of people following us on social media, and we feel lonely because we're always seeking outside of ourselves for one more thing, person, activity, event, place, party, thinking that's going to help us feel better. And really what we're lonely for is our inner authentic self. So the symbols are way we can dialogue with our inner self. It can be at nighttime by analyzing your dreams, which are symbols, or daytime, the symbols all around you.
1: Okay, I like that. <laughs> so, uh, you, you speak of inner self, and, and, um, and I, I can't help but go back to self-discovery and um, you know, just track the message at the same time. You know, all three kind of mix it. <laughs> they all go, go together. hand. So, in terms of you know self discovery, some people might say, well, you know, listen you know, I've I really been trying to pluck away at uh, you know who I am, and you know, I, every time that I, I I think I got it figured out, I get a little lost, you know, I get lost all over again, or you know, there's something on it, you know, some, some type of outside influence that you know they throw uh, off my whole you know, process of this self discovery. Um, what can you do to help those people who? who you know, trying to combat, you know, um, listening to the inner inner voice and uh, getting in touch with inner self. And at the same time, they have to deal with like what they see on the news and and the people they come across in their lives and and other unforeseen situations.
2: Yeah, there's a lot in your question. Um, Very powerful. So I don't even watch the news. Yes, it's important to understand what's going on in the world, but it only brings me down as a lower vibration that's very fear-oriented, and that vibration affects me in a negative way, whereas the nature vibration affects me in a positive way. So I think of things as in vibration, and that's why I think of nature as tuning my vibration, Um, and so that's one thing. I try to minimize the negative energy around me, but sometimes you can't always do that. Maybe you have a, a horrible boss or a family member that's mean to you or a friend, or a husband or a wife uh, you know it's it's around us so we can't just eradicate it we have to go inward and shift our vibration and when we can shift and raise our vibration by connecting to our authentic self and our spiritual realm then we emanate that energy and it automatically influences everything around us so it's like be the change you want to see and so symbols are vibrations they tune us the more we pay attention to the vibration of that particular symbol and just open to it, it will tune us and help us raise our vibration and connect with who we are. You brought up another important point of, you know, just how the outside influences also contained us, not only just by the vibration, but we don't feel supported or guided. And that's because our, our our culture is also suffering from a lack of reverence and respect for elders. We think that when you're old, you're ugly and going to die and we don't want to talk or think about death it reminds us of death and we think you're useless so in the media we place a high value on beauty and so it's kind of expected that when we get older we're gonna have plastic surgery or get a fancy car or have an affair with someone younger whatever it is because we're so afraid of getting old and yet our culture humanity the planet is suffering from a crisis with the elders If you had an elder in your life that you could tell your story and share these inner experiences and that elder would not judge you, would hold a sacred container, wouldn't use it to gossip or tell someone else, you could process by talking in this safe container and the two of you could figure out how to let this inform you and guide you step by step. So I'm all about becoming an elder of significance and take your whole lifetime that you've learned by first hand we all know something from our life and when you become an elder and you've raised your children and you're older and not everybody has kids but we all have something that we nurture whether it's a child or not but when you get into your elder stage the body declines on purpose so that you will emphasize your inner authentic invisible essence that's wisdom it's knowledge from first hand experience that the younger generation needs so I count myself as an elder and thank you you mentioned i look younger than i than my age 50 i'm gonna be 59 in a couple months but that's because i'm connected to spiritual realm it's a higher vibe energy that lives me and keeps me youthful i know who i am on the inside and i'm connected to that essence so i want to be that elder i am that elder of significance that can hold space and share wisdom for younger people who went through everything that i went through
1: But it's definitely some people that they really needed to hear that, and you know, um, I'm pretty sure they appreciate just you know making that very clear. Um, And and once again, for those who might have joined on into the show, we are talking to Lucinda Bachman and uh, Balkin. I'm sorry, Balkin. She's the Inner Wildness Guide. Uh, She's also the author of Confessions of a Bone Woman: Realizing Authentic Wildness in a Civilized World. Now, Lucinda. I did. You know what? I just realized something. You you have White at the end of your name also.
2: You know, I have so many names, you wouldn't believe it. (laughs) So, yeah, Lucinda Bakken White, that's like a mouthful. I'm also Lucinda Bachin and I have a lot of other first names, but, you know, I respond to all of them because I have that essence that never changes. Okay. Now,
1: um, as as a a personal transformation expert,
2: um, do you work with people one-on-one as well? I do. I work with people one-on-one in person by guiding them through deep connection experiences. I also work on the phone or Skype okay. and and uh, uh, also write a blog so you can get information, inspiration from my blog. Okay.
1: Now, um, when you start working with a person uh, one-on-one, uh, what, you know, in work is their inner wildness guy, right? Uh, so what does it all entail, you know, in, what can they expect uh, from uh, start to finish? And uh, how can we decrease, you know, maybe some anxieties those maybe have? And like, oh, is this spooky stuff that I should be worried about? Or or is it completely harmless?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I do a 30-minute free consultation with every person so that they can feel my energy and talk about what their needs are and know how I would work with them. I'm very custom because I go deep. And so when I talk to someone, I can, you know, the matrix mind from experience, like, how old are you? What's going on in your life? What do you need? What are your issues? And it's just like, and then I can reflect that back to you, what you need. I see where you're blocked and I can help you interpret how you want to move forward. That's the first thing. And when you feel there's a vibrational match and that I can help you, you'll understand it's a sacred safe container. And sometimes just talking about it in that sacred container Helps you get it out of yourself so you're not holding it. You feel safe because it's sacred and it's not going to be used against you, and most important, you're not judged. I don't all is good until it's out of balance. I judge nothing because I understand everything's an experience to learn from. So once you get it out in this sacred container, it's amazing how you can start to see your words and feel what's going on because you've released something in a safe place, and you can even start mentoring and guiding yourself having that witness in that container and so I'm a guide I never tell you what to do or how to think I guide you step by step and you have a witness and we just take it and and go with where are you blocked what are your triggers what are the patterns that are recurring and once we can dissect the patterns I might you do have you do a lot of journaling work because you can also do this by yourself journaling if you really immerse into it once we see your patterns that are causing dissatisfaction in your life, then I help you shift those patterns, transform them to get rid of it and rebirth something new and move forward in life.
1: Yes. I, I love that. You know, you, you definitely speak from a just a wealth of just wisdom. Uh, you are definitely you know, an emblem of elder. So, We appreciate you. And, you know, as we come to a close here, you know, speaking of wisdom, what final words of wisdom would you like to offer all of yourself?
2: Well, I just want everybody to know, every single one of you, you have something authentic inside of you that wants to emerge, and it will make the world a better place. However that looks, it could be one person, a hundred people, and it will make you happy and give your life deepest meaning and higher purpose. So get to know yourself, go inward, and express who you are authentically to help the world.
1: Awesome. I couldn't have said it better myself. said it a lot more better than I would.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You've been very great to
1: us then. So once again, we were just speaking with the author and also the inner wellness guide herself. Uh, she's the expert in the process of self discovery and personal transformation and an author of Confessions of a Bone Woman, realizing authentic wildness in a civilized world. Lucinda Balkin, uh, Balkin is white. Uh, for more information, her website is AuthenticWildness.com. That's AuthenticWildness.com. So A U T H E N T I C Wildness.com. Make sure. Make sure, make sure, make sure, make sure you you, you Google or do whatever you got to do to get in touch with her. <laughs> so, really enjoyed you. Uh, it's very nice to have you. We like to have you
2: again sometime in the future. Thank you, Marcus Hart. I love the symbolism of your name. I love it. You're all heart. Thank you. Thank it's you. so fun. Okay, so just hold the line
1: a second, and I'll be right with you. And and we uh, say our farewells. You are now listening to WTLB digital broadcast, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is the Transform You Live Show. For more information, visit www.transformyoubroadcast.com. That's Transform the letter U broadcast.com, and join the only place where real transformation can happen in your life right now.